This one's a big one. Uh, yeah, talking about the importance of biblical teaching uh, in our gatherings. Hey guys, welcome to the Majestic One podcast. Excited to have you on with us today. The aim of this podcast is to bring us into a deeper love for Jesus through the revelation of Jesus in scripture. Jesus is so beautiful. May God use this episode today to help us to see his majesty in an ever-increasing light. God bless you. Yeah, so teaching from the Bible. Ah, this is pretty important. Many, many times uh, throughout Paul's letters, Paul admonishes the church. um, And as he he teaches, uh, he teaches a lot about elders, deacons, and qualifications that they need to have. And he gives the qualification that they need to be able to teach. um, And... uh, uh, you, when you go through the books of First and Second Timothy, uh, Paul Paul teaches a lot about how important the Word of God is. Um, I'm just going to read a section here in Second Timothy three, read a few verses starting in verse ten. Speaking of Paul to Timothy, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned, and have been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them, and that from childhood you've known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you see here that Paul puts a huge emphasis on Scripture, that only through Scripture can we have the knowledge which we need to have for salvation uh, in Jesus. Um, So Scripture is really important. Uh, It's also for correction, uh, so that we are being taught by Scripture what we shouldn't do. Um, it's also profitable for doctrine, teaching us what we should also do. <laughs> um, not just what we shouldn't do, but what we should do. And through the word of God, we're equipped for every good work. You know, Jesus said in John seventeen, seventeen, praying to the Father, Jesus prayed, he's saying, Father, I ask that you would sanctify them by the truth. And then he says that your word is truth. So we're being sanctified by the truth. And the word of God is the truth. And it seems to me that in a lot of cases, 
um, <clears throat> the Bible is is looked at in in our day as uh, a religious book full of rules and restrictions and things you can't do and shouldn't do, and you know speaks of hell and speaks of a whole bunch of things that people people have turned away from and don't want to hear you. Paul Paul also says that we should um you know that we shouldn't care that people don't always want to hear the word of God. It's really important important that we stick to the word of God and we are rooted and grounded in the word of God. So many places I can think of um God in the Old Testament speaking to Joshua telling him to be strong and courageous, um, telling him to meditate in the Bible and the Word of God day and night. So, like the Word of God. And then, but he, then he also gives a promise to that, that he might be successful in all that he does. That's a pretty incredible promise, that if we're meditating in the Word of God and we're seeking to follow it and to obey it, you should check it out if you really want to know more. Uh, it's uh, I think it's Joshua one nine, um, but I could be wrong on that. But you can you can Google it. You can look it up. Um, but I've read it several times. And but he he speaks about how if Joshua will meditate in the Word of God day and night, that um, God will cause him to be successful in all that he does. It also says that in Psalm one. Um, says, Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of living water, or rivers of water. His root also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So it's like so rich that the word of God, we should be rooting ourselves in the word of God and through Meditating in the Word of God, we can be successful, and whatever we do, it's going to prosper. Um, it's neat, though, when you look at the life of Jesus. Uh, you go to John 1, and John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word of God made flesh, the Word of God revealed the heart of the father he only did that which he saw the father doing and but jesus is the embodiment of the word of scripture it's who god is and so scripture reveals jesus and in scripture we find jesus and we can know him through scripture um but without without scripture you're really missing jesus you're not going to how how can you know Jesus who is the word without getting into the word to know Jesus that's where he's found and uh yeah sometimes people neglect scripture too in in churches and they give like one bible verse for their teaching on Sunday morning and then they teach a whole bunch of other stuff that's just more entertainment than anything else and they do that to try to gain a crowd and they try to do that to please people and to try to make money honestly in a lot of cases and it's super super shallow and it's not God is not 
using that in a real way. Um, I don't believe, at least in most cases. God can, God can use, huh, God can use people who have a wrong intention and still use some of their stuff to actually bring about good. Um, but at large, there's a lot of preaching and teaching and stuff that's just not very biblically rooted or grounded. Um, but we, we should be people who love Scripture, who meditate in it day and night, who find a light in finding Jesus in Scripture, because that's who He is. He's He is the Word. Um, and to find Jesus and to know Him more, we find Him in the Word. Um, I also want to read from Hebrews Hebrews 5. Um, I'm sure you've probably heard this before, but the author of Hebrews is um, just admonishing uh, the church to be mature. Um, and this is what he says, starting in verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you've become sorry, you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So here he's talking about being mature, that actually we're supposed to be studying the word, meditating in the word, um, just being in the word though. And as we're in the word, we're actually exercising our senses and through God's written revelation, we see Jesus, we see more clearly who he is and what he's like and how he made things to be and what the spiritual realm is, et cetera, et cetera. There's, you're, you need the word of God to mature. It's, it's not possible for you to mature without the word of God. If you're trying to mature in your faith without diving into scripture, you will be a very shallow, shallow Christian. Um, you might think you're really spiritual. Um, there's this old phrase, and I really love it. It says, um, if you only, I'm probably paraphrasing, but if you if you only have the word of God, you dry up, right? Like there's, theological seminaries and there's people who know a lot of bible who are super dry and really religious and honestly pretty empty and kind of dead inside not that they totally are dead inside i don't i don't want to make that judgment but that can be a real tendency where people they almost forget prayer and they almost forget the love of god they almost forget worship and the gifts of the spirit and uh, it's it's a really sad thing, and I've seen it too much, and I don't want to be that myself. Um, where that that can be a, a tendency, um, and so yeah, that saying like, if you only have scripture, you're gonna dry up. Um, I think that's kind of what the Pharisees had in a lot of ways. The opposite, though, uh, the other part of the saying is. Um, if you only have the spirit, you're going to blow up. <laughs> and that's kind of funny, but it's, it's pretty true. Um, where people can pursue just merely trying to have experiences with God. 
where they're just pursuing, um, you know, spiritual power event and um, spiritual just experiences, and it's not guided by written revelation from scripture, and that actually becomes incredibly dangerous. Um, Paul warns against that a lot. Um, people who would give heed to doctrines of demons, um, he, he warns against that. He talks about heresy a bit, talks about how there's heresy that tries to come into the church. The, the devil's not foolish, and he's trying to deceive the church in any way he can from being like Jesus. And he's also trying to keep as many people away from <laughs> away from the truth and away from Christ and away from his salvation. Um, and obviously that's what he, his approach, it makes sense that that's his goal. Um, but our goal as the church should be to stand in biblical truth, to be safeguarded from being deceived or met, led away or moved away from, you know, the, the faith and from the truth and that we would actually mature just as we read in Hebrews 5. It's through scripture that we mature. God actually matures our senses. But to not just, you know, just, we don't want just to have Bible knowledge. Jesus says in uh, John seventeen three that this is, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. sent. That word is gnosko. It means relational, intimate knowledge. Sometimes that word is actually translated as sex, as intimacy between a husband and wife. And uh, Jesus is speaking on a spiritual level. And in some sense, it's almost like that with your spirit being one with God's spirit in a very intimate way that's real a spiritual relationship with God. Um, but there's people who Jesus says in Matthew 7 who would come to him and they've done a bunch of things, but they never knew him. Um, Jesus also speaks in John 5 that to the Pharisees, he says that they, that they search the scriptures for in them, in the scriptures, they thought they had eternal life. But these are they which testify of me, he says. So you could read the Bible so much and yet not actually know the person of Jesus. And so it all comes back to Jesus and knowing him and pointing to him in Scripture. But um, we need to prioritize Scripture. Uh, very necessary uh, in our gatherings. and just We should be people who don't just love the Holy Spirit, but who love the Bible. We should be people who don't just love the Bible, but we love the Holy Spirit. And uh, the rest of that saying goes, I'll just start it from the beginning. So if you have, if you only have the word, you're going to dry up. If you have, if you only have the spirit, you're going to blow up. And, but if you have the word and the spirit, you grow up. And we really need that in the church where we're, we're walking in the word and we're walking in the spirit. And people, people can see that. You know, Jesus fully manifested that perfectly in his life. He was the manifestation of the Word of God. He revealed the Father. And, you know, we've been given the Holy Spirit to reveal Christ. And we are on that same mission of 
walking in the word, walking in the spirit. Um, I want to close uh, by, by reading a section here in Ephesians 5, and then we'll be done with this segment. All right. Let's see this in verse 25. It says, uh, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So if there's any married married guys in here, this is for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just reading that as reading the context. Uh, verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That's just so amazing to me. That Jesus' goal for the church is that he would wash us and cleanse us um, through the water of the word, through through the power of the sanctifying work of the word of God in our lives, just as Jesus said in John 17, 17. And then uh, verse 27, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. It's crazy. So Jesus' goal is through the word of God to sanctify us, wash us, that he would present us to himself without having any spot or wrinkle, anything that would be a blemish, and that we'd be completely pure and holy. Like when we stand before him, that he would look at his bride and go, wow, she's beautiful. That's his goal. That's crazy. But he does that through the word. John 15, 5, Jesus speaking to his disciples. Actually, I think it's 15, 4. But he says um, to his disciples after he's been teaching them, he says that you are already clean because of the word which is spoken to you. I love that. And I believe the best I understand that, what Jesus is saying is that his his words as he's speaking his words that they go into us and they already are cleansing just as he speaks them and so as as you gather i I really highly encourage you pursue the word be in the word um be in the word personally be in the word in corporate gatherings Um, make the word of god a major priority in your life so you can walk in maturity and just don't just pursue knowledge of the Bible, though. Pursue knowing the person. And as you do, as he speaks to you, he's going to wash you and cleanse you just by speaking. And it's a beautiful, beautiful process. And we need more of it in the church. And uh, it's just awesome that um, it seems people are growing hungrier for the Lord and for the Word. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's be people of the book. Amen. Thanks so much for being with us today. I pray that the presence of God will manifest more richly in your life after listening to this episode. May God help us to see Jesus for who he is and cause us to fall in love with his glory. God bless.